Bitches by a guy I know. He's got a few. ADC. Ooh, yeah, big ADC. Let me take you something, ADC. He watches wrestling. Matt the Mark is awesome, my Do you know your ADCs? The ADCs of wrestling. Welcome to the ADCs of wrestling, or should I say welcome to ADCW Dynamite. That's right. We're doing it. It's happening. No, it's not. Anyway, I'm joined by the one and only Matt the Mark, or how he now prefers to be referred to, uh, Medium M. Matty, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, but really, it's probably large. Um, like, I'm not tall, but I'm Big wide. M? You want to be Big M? I mean, it, well, if we're talking like Tolly M or Shorty M. Yeah. Let's, workshop wanna, like, Let's workshop it. Let's workshop it. Let's take it offline. We'll workshop it. before Average M. Next, you could be Average M. Next week. Well, let's workshop okay. it. Yeah, we'll figure it out figured out uh <laughs> which is more than i can say for wwe because they have not quite figured it out with shorty g anyway um we got another show for you guys you know it's gonna be big it's gonna be bad uh, it's got news and notes we're gonna talk about this week in wrestling and of course we're gonna have just two tweets as per usual maddie yo how you been how you been buddy uh been good been? been good been good been good yeah yeah okay Good talk. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've been good, man. Been good. It works obviously crazy. We're at the end of our quarter here. I'm in. I'm in sales, so end of quarters always get a little nuts. Um, But family's good already. Yeah, I know. Bored already. Family's Mm -hmm. good. Family's good. What about you, man? I I, you sent me some pictures. You you got something going on? Uh, I'm pretty good. I mean, we were supposed to record yesterday, but I've had people at the house painting the house, and Mm -hmm. uh, that's a bit intrusive. So that's why we're. Here, you know, it took one week for us to say we we're going to be here every Thursday <laughs> and end up recording on a Friday. But hey, we're here. All right. I want the benefit of the doubt. Damn it. It was it was um, in the calendar. We knew it was coming. Issues arose mm-hmm. and we worked on it immediately. So it yeah. worked out way better than you messaging me Thursday at 11 saying, hey, can't do it. We, yeah. we, we pre-planned. Pod is over. Yeah. It's well, over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, this past week, I've been taking it upon myself to uh, digitize a bunch of old VHS tapes for my wife's family mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to do the same for mine so I can see little you know baby ADC and how annoying I was and stuff for for years and years um, but it's been man it's been harder than I thought dude yeah it's uh it's not that easy all the like VCRs these things haven't been used in 20 years not a lot of them <laughs> want to work and they are not easy to find and uh parts are hard to come by so it's like if they don't work most of the time they just don't work so it's like mm. i thought this would be super easy and it's it's really not there's like voice sync issues with all the record it's like a whole thing man it's been a whole thing it's it's consumed my life for like the last two weeks but i'm I feel bored. Really proud when i'm done I'm oh bored. see now i'm boring you <laughs> all right our lives are so exciting i hey you know so exciting that's the thing i hey i'm recording right now i should be cutting the grass you should be I'll catch your damn grass uh no no, we all know what happens <laughs> he when stomps, you cut my grass, Steve. He stomps mud holes. I'll stomp a damn mud, a damn mud hole yeah. in it, but uh, don't worry about it. I'll walk it dry. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, well, we went through the part of the lineup that says banter and stuff, so check that <laughs> off. Check. Check. One uh, thing uh, Matt, down. This, this, this week feels like an example of why I don't want to do a recorded show, man, because I'm just sitting here with my dog in my lap. I'm still in like basically my PJs, but that's, I'm showing off just way too much chest hair right now, and I'm not trying life. to be. I'm not trying to be sexy for it's you, Maddie. Real I just, life. I got a dog in my lap who is just like yanking on my shirt without trying with his body weight. It's real life, and that's what people want. Yeah, we actually no, got a few right. responses about that. Actually, folks, we did. Folks saying like that you guys are into it. Additional and, content could be interesting. 
I don't want to pull back the curtain, but uh, this week, last week when I recorded, Maddie was in his dirty basement, which is like Steve style. Yep. Uh, I love dirty basements, Maddie. I'll see you in a week. Yeah. Well, you might have a problem next nope. week, buddy. And uh, <laughs> no now, Matt's sitting in front of like a little, uh, a little green screen setup, just messing with some stuff. So it's um, a process. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm. It's happening. Trying to see what I can do, and lighting right now is the biggest issue, and I'm not exactly sure how to fix it. You look great. I think people would love to see you look like a specter. <laughs> yeah, it's um, from heaven. I've got. There's two lights in this basement. One of them is. I mean, you can't see me pointing. I mean, you can, but the mm. folks listening. Is Your like, eyes look crystal clear and bright blue. Though. Yeah. It's beautiful. Well, there's one light right there, but it's it's not bright enough to actually like create a scene. So the LED light I have is way too friggin' bright. So I, <laughs> I've got to figure something out. It, you got to get one of those like halos. I was, nice lights. I was gonna soft lights. try and surprise you and have this ready for like next week just to kind of do a test or something and... I don't know. I've got a week to try and figure something out. So well, last week when we sat down, I was like in veritable shadows until I turned on my work lamp. And yeah. this week it looks absolutely fine and perfect. So I don't know what the difference is, but all I did was turn on the exact same light. So yeah. different day, different shit. I I'll guess. figure it out. I need some nice like scene soft lighting, but I also don't want to invest like a thousand dollars into a lighting setup. So no, neither do I. But we, <laughs> hey, that's what we did for college. So you should know about your key light, your scene light, your well, fill light, your backlight. Well, I get remember it. that. I, I do, and that's what I'm saying. That was provided by the school free of charge mm. for rent. Shouts out to Mohawk <laughs> College, baby. Yeah. Hey, one more thing before we start talking about wrestling and actually engaging people and entertaining them. No. Uh, I was up on uh, Fennel Ave the other day, and I drove past the old love shop that you used to work at. <laughs> Okay, well, there's a peek behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, I used to Maddie work worked at a porn I shop. I used to work at a porn store. But you know what? Back then, it wasn't uh, a love shop. It was just one of those like greasy adult video signs. It's mm. just white with red light, red or black light lettering. It um, was a scene. Hey, we got a lot of projects done in there, and not the dirty kind. Actual <laughs> schoolwork got no, real, done in Real there. projects. This, yeah. That sounds... Very erroneous, but yeah. anyway... <laughs> we filmed a lot of stuff. No, that's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone who probably didn't film as much stuff as he'd hoped was Eric Bischoff. Hey, good uh, segue. Because we know he was canned. You've yeah, been taking the you. same course as I took. I'm getting better at that's this. That's not bad. suck ass, and that's the bottom line. All right, sorry. Well, all right. Uh, Eric Bischoff addressed his release from WWE on the latest 83 Skating. Weeks podcast. God, he Everybody was has been, uh, oh, yeah. No, Just so pretty... angry. Dude is upset. If you haven't read it, read it. He's Pissed. not upset. It seems like he's totally fine with it. He's like, I didn't really expect to be there for very long. But, you know, it's worth it. If, if you subscribe to the pod, it's a decent pod. Uh, give it a listen, and he will explain things. Um, to me, for that, I, like, I love that people have been calling it eighty-three days that he was in office. Because that's just that's great. <laughs> to me, is this was this just not like a big publicity stunt for the timing of it? Like he said, he expected Maybe. to be there for two or three years, but I think that's a bunch of horse manure. It sounds like he wasn't around much, didn't know what he was doing, and they let him go right away as soon as they kind of figured yeah. out something permanent. So they gave him a shot. Apparently. <laughs> Rumor was that he didn't even really know who most of the main roster talent were, <laughs> yeah. so that's not a great start. Well, I mean, um, nobody does because they're all buried in the back. Yes, that's, well, that's true. There's somebody buried in the back. No, oh, no taker. damn. <laughs> not today, not today. Um, Rock and Roll Express is going from the present to the past. They're going to be uh, presenting the AEW Tag Team Championships to the tournament winner on October 30th. And that's, of course, going to be Lucha Bros versus SCU. We'll talk about that. 
Um, I guess that's kind of cool. There's a lot of an NWA feel to that, despite it not being NWA power, <laughs> which I did check out last week. I don't know if I could say it's objectively good. It just sort of like scratches an itch that it some happened. people might have for old studio wrestling. Um, speaking of the uh, the tag tournament itself, Christopher Daniels is out with a pinched nerve and won't be in ring anytime soon. Uh, this is Frankie Kazarian providing a, a Twitter update on his, his tag partner. Um I assume this is the real reason for the angle uh, worked last week on Dynamite, or um, yeah, it or, or, must be. I, I don't know if this was this was not like a, a kayfabe response, right? It sounds well, like a real thing. Well, and I wasn't like I, I really didn't like that they threw up the X um, if it was part of a work, but it sounds like he actually is injured. I, I, it, they haven't really said if. I mean, they said he got injured during that spot, but you know, outside of kayfabe, if he was injured beforehand, that was quite the bump to take with a pinch well, nerve. No, I don't know. Is is AEW going the extra mile and actually like kayfabing worked injuries and talking about them like they're real? Because WWE know. doesn't do that anymore. You know, they're they're legit. You know, honest about injuries. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't like that they threw up the X last week when it seemed like you know it was pretty um, innocent. But X go give it to you. They go give it to you. Oh hell yeah! Oh, you guys remember X Man, Dark Man X, uh, DMX guy? Yeah. Yes. What? Yeah. We remember him. Isn't that where what? he? Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. He actually said that too. He's like, what? 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 Yeah. Well, this is my life. This is. You my love life. it, Maddie. Eh. I'm going to be at your house next week. Uh, I do not have the... You know what? You can stay in the basement cute, with the cute, cat. Cute, cute, little Metamorg. He's a cute little kid. <laughs> I love your little baby, Maddie. Oh, he's a cute little kid. I'll just give like a fake little cute little stutter. It'd be cute. It'd be so cute. <laughs> you don't do I'll anything. do like on the couch. I won't hurt his ass. Oh, that's fair. Okay, well, that's... Nice. I mean, his. Never gonna do six moon salts, and that's the bottom line. <laughs> All right, things just went from zero to a hundred real quick. Shorty C, I'm coming at you. Oh, man. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, if if you can't hear, he is upstairs making a crap ton of noise right now. So. We can't hear it. Don't worry. I, Perfect. I, we actually can't. Uh, we can't hear it at all. I can hear it uh, through my headphones. The following piece of news is about Justin Roberts, who is now officially. Signed to AEW. Wow. Uh, he wasn't officially signed before, <laughs> but he will be their exclusive property for the foreseeable future. So, I mean, that's cool. Cool. Good for Justin. Yeah. Um, speaking of contracts, Joey Ryan re-signed with Impact on a multi-year deal, so he'll be there rocking the, the bulge for a while. I thought for sure this guy was going to end up in AEW. I'm, I was a little shocked about this one. Yeah. Just because of his his fame. Like, he is well-known because of, <laughs> I mean, we all know why he's well-known. <laughs> so I thought for sure they'd capitalize on that, but go Impact. I don't um, know why he's well-known, Matty. Can you explain it to me, please? Uh, yeah, one of his more signature moves is when the other guy yeah. grabs his dick. What? He, yeah, he grabs his dick. What? And, and he uses his, his penis power to... Penis. To, penis power. Yeah, penis power. And he uses his penis to actually kind of like strong arm the guy. And then he flicks Stro his hips and, and he, flicks his, he... He flicks his what? He flicks his hips. Oh, shit. I thought you said something else. Continue. No, he fli he, he flips his, his hips and then the guy does a cartwheel and, and takes a big bump. Goddamn kid, I am all discombobulated and shit. That might be the greatest thing I've ever fucking heard in this <laughs> about a blind. Yeah. Just no cold said so. So that's why I'm surprised he's not on AEW, because he's famous for, for that. He's going to flick his dick? 
What? He's gonna flip his hips? What? He's gonna flip his schlong? What? He's gonna do it all night long? What? And that's the bottom line. One tequila, two tequila, three tequila, two middle fingers, and it's your ass. I mean, he's not quite as good at promos as that, but yeah. He's, uh, Steve's feeling it today. Yeah, I think he's a fan of uh, Joey Ryan. Yeah, I like Joey Ryan, and that's the bottom line. Joey Ryan. Would he be like Average J? Or what would he be like? (laughs) All right, we're not doing this with everyone's name. Just stop it. I mean, it's probably Long J. Anyway, uh, why don't we move along? Yeah, let's, let's, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One last piece of uh, news here is WWE are officially launching their first podcast, so... That'll be something. I wonder what it's going to be like. It's going to be hosted by Corey Graves, who's probably the guy to do it. Honestly, he probably understands the media more than anybody else in the company. So honestly, they're probably just going to copy our show because everything oh, yeah. that we say on this show, they end up doing live anyway. On the, host, their, on the whole show is just AJ Styles pretending to be Ric Flair, yeah. <laughs> interjecting <laughs> at awkward times. Yeah, I'm gonna be on the first episode because I'm a badass. I'm a bad motherfucker, Maddie. Wow, That's why it said BMF on my jacket. Wow, do we have the beep button for that or? <laughs> Holy! Really? I mean, we <laughs> swear, we, but hold, the stuff we've one, let go on this show—that was deep. Bad mother! I won't say it now. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Uh, Anyways, wow. should we uh, should we move on? <laughs> I guess on this week's pod, the the glass broke and uh, it's our ass. You know, you hear the glass, it's your ass. How's it go? I don't. Just can we move on? Sorry. Let's talk about this week in wrestling. It's happening in wrestling. This week. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you, Steve. Although that's probably enough of you this week already. I'm never going to die. I know you won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to start, since I said it would be, you know, ADCW Dynamite, you want to start with some AEW Dynamite Let's do it. while it's fresh in our minds. <laughs> I'm never going to die. <laughs> I'm going to live forever. Steve's, uh, uh, that Steve's got me. today. That got me. I didn't see that coming. Anyways, uh, yeah, let's talk about wrestling. Um, well, they started the show with SCU versus Private Party, mm-hmm. uh, Kazarian tagging with Scorpio Sky, mm-hmm. and, uh, they came out victorious, and the tag finals are set. It's going to be Lucha Brothers versus SCU. I felt like this was kind of a foregone conclusion once they worked that angle with Chris yeah. Daniels and the pile driver on the, uh, you know, on the ramp and all that good stuff. Agreed. Set up miedo. Agreed. That or they both could have lost, but either way, um, I don't... How did you feel about this match? Uh, I mean, I thought it was one of the better matches of the night. Really? It was pretty hot. I did feel like they front-loaded the show, and it felt like a lot of sort of hot tag action with, with crazy moves and stuff, and then they sort of finally transitioned over to some more single stuff with, like, Britt Baker and then Moxley and Pac and, and Omega and Janela were sort of in there to break it up a little bit, I guess. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are... I I know the crowd was into it, and I know these guys are athletic as all get out, but there was absolutely no story in this match at all. This was literally the epitome of flippy shit indie wrestling. You could yeah, that's see what's, them. It's gonna be. You could see them like counting their choreographed moves and. I don't know. It's just, I actually, normally I like big flippy stuff when it seems like it kind of comes out of nowhere, but the whole match was, was literally just this. And 
I don't know. I know there was one tweet. I don't even know if I put it in there, but there was one tweet where someone, I, I thought maybe I was crazy and maybe it was just me. I was having a bad night, but I, at least one other person kind of agreed with what I was seeing. And JR called it, uh, called it out this week about he wishes that there wasn't as much as this, this type of stuff. I just, I don't know. It was, it wasn't, I, I don't, I don't want to say like I hated it because you love to see the flips and all that fun stuff, but that, I don't know. This is just not the type of wrestling that I prefer i think and i oh. by the end of it i was kind of over it like i was halfway through i was like okay you've kind of you've kind of flipped on aw it's like no, your no, no. opinion is changing no 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 last just week. on this specific match it's just i saw no i agree of, like, i agree there was definitely up, some but... yeah there's definitely some eye rolling i mean every time you turn around somebody's getting you know ddt'd on a ring apron or or flipping over somebody or walking across three people um it's it's a different kind of thing and it's what we're going to see they've sort of formed this hybrid of like old school wrestling and the new school don't sell a damn thing go a mile a minute indie style uh some matches are more you know offensive than the others but um <laughs> I don't it's know, just what it's, it's gonna like. be i just didn't like this match as much it was too it was too much of a dance rather than an actual wrestling match i mean look you've heard from me when it comes to like nxt main events and the kickouts the moves there's definitely a few times when when guys kick out of stuff and i just think to myself like this is this is a little bit too much yeah but um i don't know i think they're going to gauge the audience and if they think they need to tone it down a bit hopefully they will um but that's what this tag tournament's largely been all about yeah like it's not as much of like the old school storytelling i think it would be nice to have some matches where guys do just slow it down and and sort of well, we saw tell that. a tag story. We saw that later yeah. with the singles matches, though, right? So like, singles only, though. That's sort of how it feels. Like Britt Baker yeah. and Jamie Hayter was just like your classic kind of worked normal style wrestling match, and I it thought was, it worked really well. It was it was great. Yeah, uh, funny little side story. I totally thought when they went to the the, the two Trons and Jamie Hayter's video started, <laughs> it was right after the Britt Baker monta or vignette that they had done, and I just saw like. So it's a sea of skulls that comes up on our screen. And I was like, oh, no, did they make a new Britt Baker video I where it's just a bunch of teeth? Thing, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just rows and rows of teeth. Here comes Britt Baker DDS. Uh, I was like, that's that's not very good. Well, JR, do you know she's a doctor? She's a dentist, JR. You know what, though? You know, you know why we and, and possibly most people thought that is because that's the type of shit we're used to out of WWE. Is yeah. if that had happened in, on Raw or something, I'd be like, "Yeah, that's par for the course. Great, we've got a great year <laughs> of teeth. Perfect." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, she's not that far from it. Like the her actual video has like the dental tools and like yeah. a skull X-ray and stuff on it. So they went a little, which is cool. Like that, they I mean, went a little hard on the dentist thing. But um, so the best part of the whole like first match uh, was Jericho and in the Inner Circle showing. Oh, up. Oh yeah, uh, they, <laughs> and, no, they they showed up during. Sorry, the second match, yeah, yeah. the Dark Order, yeah. and and cheering for. <laughs> The Dark Order, because they're heels. Yeah. You know, like, he just goes up into their box. He sits there. He starts eating popcorn. He's like, let's go, Dark Order. <laughs> cheering for them. Like, why does he have a reason to cheer for Dark Order? Because they're the bad guys. Because they're the bad guys. Um, that's good stuff, though. Like, that's that's such easy things that just makes the show a little bit better. He still depth. He still managed to make their interaction the best part of the whole show. Because oh, really, man. when you, you go from that to, like, Cody coming out for this, you know, classic babyface promo. And Jericho calling him, like, a millennial little bitch. And him going up, breaking the glass with the scarf uh, of MJF on his hand which, and then brawling. Hold on. Which is so perfect. Can we talk about this for a second? Yeah, sure. 
you had four pretty large men go into a tiny like service room behind a glass window and act like they were untouchable. I was dying <laughs> laughing when they were in there and he's holding up the bell. He's like, ha ha, you can't get me. Like, come on, man. We can see the four walls inside. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess he figured that, you know, Cody wouldn't break the glass. That and that he wouldn't damage the property of the arena. Yeah. But Which, it was pretty funny. Huge pop when that happened. Oh, yeah. The crowd went nuts. And, and I just love like the the using the scarf is kind of logical too. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, you you're not gonna have a Goldberg situation where I'm gonna punch this window with my hand. <laughs> yeah. And maybe I'll be fine, or maybe I'll sever a crucial artery and end up in the hospital. Yeah. Okay. What's so, next? So here's here's my question. I'm gonna give you two or three options here of what the best part of this whole interaction was. Was it <clears throat> one the part? Okay, sorry. Enough that, with the what chance, okay? WWE addressed this, and it's a bad chant. It's not 2002 anymore, Steve. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so right. so three diff- different options for you. And you know what? If you're listening, play along. What were the what was the best moment of this? Is one, the glass punch and the reaction. Okay. Two, the pop for DDP. Right. Because that was insane. Three, Jericho holding up a ticket saying i have a ticket how dare you get them out of here and you know what i'm adding a fourth when mjf comes out and jericho says oh great a guy with a scarf who wears a scarf you could normally you're used to hearing pops from crowds because they're excited to see someone i don't know if i've ever audibly heard an entire crowd laugh at the same time the way that crowd laughed at that comment what was your favorite part my favorite part was C, the ticket. The ticket. Um, and that happened actually like in a split screen during commercial here. And I was still watching. <laughs> yeah. And it's like they're playing a commercial for Tide or some random shit. And I just see Jericho <laughs> on the ground like, get him out of here. I have a ticket. He can't do this. I have a ticket. And just holding it up all like doing the, the Jericho cry face. So He's good. got the boo-boo face. It was uh, it was good. Also, them using air horns during Cody's promo or attempted promo was just brilliant. Like that's the whole, whole thing about like the way he's turned the bubbly into a thing. Like they've got the champagne. They're took in the... the champagne into the closed room behind the glass. Yeah. Like... <laughs> it's so good. My favorite part was the glass because once you hear the glass, it's your ass. That's what you butchered earlier, you dumbass. Oh, Sorry, Steve. there it is. There it is. You hear the glass, it's because the... It's your theme song, Steve. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> forgot. <laughs> you forgot. It was his song. Anyway, uh, the concourse brawl was great. I thought, like, yeah, guys getting real garbage thrown all over them and everything worked really well. It was just... Yeah. It was good. It was, it was good. It was really good. It was good stuff, man. Why was DDP there, though? It feels it great, like, but why was he there? It almost feels like they're setting up like a four-way match or something for maybe for Dynamite before, like the Go Home Show. Or maybe a dark AEW dark. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know if DDP uh, he could probably work. He he was at the Royal Rumble a couple years ago. Doesn't yeah. have to do much, especially if it's like a four-on-four. That would <laughs> give them a, a reason to have a match before. Cody and Jericho have a match. For sure, you know, for sure. A la WWE style. But it was great, man. <laughs> I do like that his... DDP was awesome. His I love entrance, DDP. Oh, his entrance video is literally like his DDP promotional video. <laughs> There's like people <laughs> doing yoga and <laughs> instructing. I thought that was great. Oh, feel the bang. Uh, also uh, on the show, Orange Cassidy. 
making his in-ring debut. I don't and, know why uh, I like this guy. There's something about him that I like. I don't know why. I felt like JR and Tony's reaction to it was a lot of fun. And <laughs> it just, they were so confused by it. But Tony's like, can't contain himself with the ridiculousness of it all. And I just thought it was, it was good. I don't know. It, like, I've seen the shtick. Who puts his hands in his pockets, jumping off the top rope to the outside? Like Orange Cassidy. I've seen the shtick. I've seen it before. I've seen longer matches with him doing the same stuff. I've seen the, you know, the vicious light tap kicks to the shin where he slaps his leg and everything. Like, it's just funny. It's always funny. It works as long as it's not overexposed to the point where guys are selling it and everything. Exactly. Or taken too seriously. That's the other thing. Yeah, as long as Jr. and Tony are both like, "What is this idiot doing?" and are in on the joke, <laughs> yeah. and then he actually does a move like that, where with his hands in his pockets, where it would actually injure somebody or, or do some damage, and it's like, "Oh, okay, well, he he did a, some offense." <laughs> I mean, that it still works. Man. I, I like, thought it was funny though, like like Excalibur calling. It's like, "Oh, a vicious kick from Orange Cassidy," and Jr.'s like, "Are you you saying something we're not seeing?" <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's good. I enjoys. Uh, I also enjoyed John Moxley losing his shit at the first AEW time limit draw, uh, TV time. I love that draw. I love it. I we don't need a conclusion. You guys, you couldn't finish on time. You're done. We're that's it. Show's over. TV time, my ass. He kept saying at the end of the show. That's great. I love it. It was great. That's just something that you you just won't get anywhere else. Hinge, no, hinge. it uh, it felt really good, and then him, you know, flipping the bird, the referee, and dropping him with, with the DDT was yeah. uh, was great. I said it last week. I'll say it again. He's the most stone cold I think we've gotten since the real 100%. stone cold. Although, yeah. he, when he came back last year, he was I'm right here. What are you talking about? I'm sitting right here <laughs> no, I, on TV in the ring. I've been on the show like three times this year. I know that's true. I mean, current talent. I'm current as hell. Don't you like that? Uh, Demi Lovato. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> wow. Wow. I actually lost my train of thought because of I, this. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. We were talking oh, about Moxley. Yeah. When he came back, he was ripped to shreds and huge. Mm. I don't. I mean, I don't want to talk about guys' bodies, but he's just not anymore. Oh, well, that happens. They train, and then, uh, I don't know, Dean Dean goes up and down. The former Dean Ambrose, rather, Moxley. Yeah. Um, there was a time in, when he was like, the Iron Man of WWE and working all the time, and he got really small. Yeah, that's um, true. Because I'm assuming he out. just, I'm assuming he just recuperated after the matches and didn't, you know, do a ton of, or maybe he's doing more cardio or something. But yeah, man, that's sort of how it goes. Like Champa just came back, and that what did you say to me? Is, he that is dude yoked. Is I don't. Yeah, I mean, good lord, <laughs> I don't even know how what to say. He is bigger than when he left by a lot. Yeah, you got to build up that muscle around the neck. Got to protect yourself. Um, I don't know. I, it was really good. Uh, Omega Janela kind of thrown in there as like a, a rematch from AEW Dark. Um, it, was it was fun, good, though. though. It was a good match. And it was kind of nice to see something that wasn't like over the top, insane, going to murder someone out of out of these guys. So I, I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, too. I mean, you got to have filler, quote unquote, filler <laughs> matches. Like, how do you have a filler match with Kenny Omega? But... You got to have those matches in between. And <laughs> if you're going to trot two guys out, I mean, those aren't bad guys to do that with. So, yeah, 
I do feel like it's starting to feel like there is a bit of a, you know, they're doing all these tag matches and trying to push these tag teams like Best Friends and Dark Order and all that stuff as well. Like, I do feel like there's room for a few more singles matches with some of the undercard talent that yep. we maybe haven't seen. Like, I don't know. We can't see, you know. Well, Jungle Boy. I know Dustin Rhodes had a, had a match already, but yeah, Jungle Boy, he's sort of in a tag with Marco Stunt right now, but he could yeah. wrestle solo match. You know, Sammy Guevara could have a match as part of the inner circle you against know what, though, somebody like, else. I, I like this, though. Like, the one thing that we always complain about in WWE is overexposure and seeing the same crap over and over again. So, like, we didn't even see Darby Allin this week after that incredible match last week. And that, to me, keeps him fresh. So, I... I no, that's... That I is like good, but what I'm kind of thinking of is I know it's it's Omega, and you probably want to have him on most shows. Well, but, I see what you're saying, yeah. But I feel like there's other guys who could have a singles match that we haven't seen yet. Yep. Or and maybe rather than some of these these tag teams that are on every single week, it seems. Yep. Um, doing their their crazy moves it over and over again, and it starts to it starts to lose its luster, like you are experiencing over there. Yeah, in and, your basement. <laughs> and it depends on you know what stories you're building too, right? Like if they are building something with Omega and Janela, then then they have to have these matches every once in a while, more yeah. than just some undercard sort of thing. So no, totally it depends. I mean, if nothing comes out of it, then yeah, sure, I see what you're saying. But if they, it's probably a good thing. I'm just I'm just excited to see what else they have. You know, who else oh, might sure. uh, show up for a singles but match? Here's the thing: it's only been four episodes. Is that what we're at now? Four. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. month. So, I, I mean, like, all things considered, four episodes, we've seen quite a few folks. I mean, we've seen a lot of the same guys, but, uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not bored of anyone yet. No. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I'm Like, I know there's more people signed. I just don't feel like we've really seen them. Well, and it depends on what their other contracts and stuff are, are up to as well, right? Like, True. We, know, we know Jake They've Egger. been focusing on the bigger names, which yeah, makes sense. which makes sense. You have to when you're first starting, but... Like, we know Jake can't actually wrestle right now because he's got one more fight in Bellator. Oh, coming, nice. Coming up, I believe. It's within the next couple of weeks, I think. So, which is also why I believe he wasn't there this week. He's doing promotional stuff for that. So, well, all I'm saying is we just want to see the people. You know what I mean? Oh, no. You're <laughs> terrible. I didn't like that one. I don't like that Just one. Shut your ass up, ADC. That's, That's a dumb chant from Bad Creative, and all that is gone. Yeah. Shall I watch the show? Ha! Hell yeah. Huh? I agree. You showed with me. On that one. I will friends. listen. When a veteran says that to you, you stop saying something. That's true. Uh, so, across the way, Finn Balor turned heel on NXT on Johnny Gargano. That was pretty dope. That was. I That, in a way, almost felt... They sort of managed to do something that felt a little bigger than almost anything AEW did this week. Yeah. That Finn Balor scene, if it were in a bigger arena and it were comparable, that and it had the, you know, the audience that AEW has, although they dipped under a million this week. Uh-oh. Tragedy. Um, it, it would have been a big deal, man. People would have been talking about it even more. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, I... It, um completely unexpected i honestly was expecting you know a three-way or a three-way a six-man tag or something coming out of this we're talking about three ways (laughs) yeah you're talking about dp and now you're talking about this this show's dirty yeah it's not anyways um no totally unexpected censor steve i'm interested to see what they do with the character from here because i mean what do you do with the demon with this sort of thing as well right like the demon is an over baby face type character so yeah i don't know if you see it i think you just see you know heel and black leather jacket finn balor which i'm okay with but 
No, it's cool. I want a club. I love that the Undisputed Era were just like, come on, baby, throw them up. Throw up the UE. Yeah. Throw up the UE. They're just standing there just like staring them down. Just like, do it. Just do it. Just do it. Do the thing. Do the symbol. Are you joining us? Be we didn't even us. ask. Are you joining? <laughs> <laughs> I love how they seemingly have like an open door. Like they're just kind of chilling. And like when Roddy Strong joined them, I guess they had pitched it to him a few times, but they were just like, oh my God, is he joining? Is this happening? <laughs> like they were excited. They didn't really know about it. It wasn't like a handshake prior to the attack. They're just kind of waiting. They're like, if somebody throws on our shirt, you can totally join yeah. us if you're cool. Like and if you're cool. W-O. <laughs> yeah. If you're cool. And you want to join, like, that'd be pretty cool. We're down with it, you know? That's sort of the vibe they give off. I would, I would be interested or happy to see um, UE expand a little bit, um, but more on the female side. It'd be kind of yeah. cool to see them, even if it was, like, Baszler and her two henchmen, that'd be kind of cool, have a big seven faction, and uh-huh. who knows? I, I mean, maybe it doesn't work that big, but even just adding, you know, one other folk. Folk from the what about like side? a Candice LeRae or somebody who Ooh, big turn something. on Johnny? Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. <laughs> We've seen how well marital angles can work, so you know it always <laughs> works. It's currently working. Yeah, really well. Really well. Uh, before we talk about that awfulness, um, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox earned a shot at the Kabuki Warriors Tag Championships I, on NXT, um, which is a strange crossover, and I guess that. Are we still just going with the rule that the tag champions, the women, can move about between yes. all three brands? Yeah, I think that was like officially announced. That's cool. So if they lose the belts, then they would go to Raw, and whoever has the belts would then can go wherever. So this is going to be ten times better than anything they could have done with another female tag team on SmackDown totally. or Raw. Totally, and I love that the first shot that's coming out of this is going to NXT. That's brilliant. Yeah. It's it the perfect way to keep them relevant. Do you think there's any chance that we get a new Kabuki Warriors theme because they're down doing stuff with NXT um, and they might figure out, you know, a better way to do it than to just splice their two themes back and forth? The pirate theme and the Asuka theme just don't work. It's well, weird. I, I agree. I hate it. They should just come out to Asuka's theme. Like, why I, Why do you have to have both? They're a tag That's true. Team, the right? the like, pirate thing's kind of gone. She's not really coming out with the wheel and the pirate. Exactly. Hat she's a heel now. She? She's not a pirate. So stop it. Yeah. Just stop. Just play she's one She's a pirate song. still, but she's like an internet pirate now. She just like <laughs> she just comes out with like a wrist brace on and she's just like holding a laptop that's permanently logged into the pirate bay. She's just torrenting away. Now. Yeah. No, I <laughs> She's uh, like, I'll rip your DVDs before they're out. <laughs> and then I'll gouge your eyes and pull your tights. Yeah. No, I like it. I think it's awesome. I I mean, I don't know why it's Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. I don't know why they got that picked because they just she just came back from injury, but um but I'm I'm all for it. I think it's great. And if we see a match between them at Takeover, awesome. Yeah, I'm surprised as hell right now there wasn't a cyber pirate gimmick back in like 1995. If the Pirate Bay was around, you bet your ass it would have existed. I got stuck as the ringmaster. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that shit sucked. I had a million dollar belt, a million dollar haircut, and I still couldn't buy a dime. I don't think that makes sense. Um, anyway, let's move on to Raw. Raw, okay. I think we saw a, a sort of turn for the better on yeah. Raw. Like the, the episode was what it was. You know, maybe it didn't have all those like shocking moments, but they spotlit their young talent. And it was like, a very obvious concerted effort to do so. 
yep. um, with guys like Andrade, Alistair Black, Viking Raiders um, having big matches, big showings. Um, I think there might have been another young talent that I'm missing out, but the, well, Umberto, Umberto Carrillo yep. having the match with Seth Rollins. Um, the the match was pretty big, man. The 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 promo was not great. Well, uh, <laughs> handing this poor guy with English as a second language a script with this kind of verbiage and this kind of horrible like I will not be a champion who plays with fire like Seth Rollins. <laughs> like who would even say that? That's like the lamest thing to say. And, and I don't know. It sucked. And then have it like to have it tick off Seth Rollins was kind of cheesy too. Yeah. But um Seth is a whole other dilemma we'll have to talk about. Yeah. But. Um, I, I, I would agree with you. I And I think this is what you know we kind of touched on last week as well, is that the actual split and not having to worry about a wild card rule is going to make both shows better because you're going to see more talent and have different stories. And this was a perfect example of trot these guys out there because they're now the face of your, com- your show, your company, whatever, and you have to put them out there. You can't just keep filling time with 45 minutes of Roman Reigns coming out three different times for three different segments yep. right so on both and they shows, have they have many capable bodies they just have to make them into stars the and talent I think that, is there it's not like there's no argument about that it's getting them the screen time and letting them flex a little bit i felt like they could have done a little more like maybe we could have seen uh you know a vignette about umberto carrillo or heard a little more about sure. him before he's just thrown out there in front of a, a cold crowd for like half an hour because i don't feel like he got the audience the way that they could have um, but the match was pretty spectacular, and he did a really good job. Like that one spot where uh, he got caught doing the moonsault mm-hmm. and took like the boots to the jaw and then went flying. I, like I thought that would look so awesome. And um, he's got a good look. He's definitely opened himself up to some Power Ranger memes and jokes. <laughs> didn't didn't someone already do uh, like Photoshop of? Uh, it was like they five put, minutes after it was they put Zordon on the TV where he's standing in the back watching Seth at an awkward angle. <laughs> or watching Raw at an angle. That's not even angle. the one I'm, I'm talking about. Someone put a Power Rangers helmet on him on one of the oh, angles yeah. he was looking at the camera. It yeah, was like so five minutes after the promo. People have, been, yeah, people have been just abusing that camera shot of him with the awkward WWE stance watching TV at a, a yeah. weird 90-degree angle. It's all right. I like it. Angle. I like it. And, uh, yeah, my favorite one was it's actually Zordon in, like, the, the tube <laughs> with the blue <laughs> face. And he's just standing there talking to him. Uh, <laughs> Go, yeah. go, young Umberto. Go, go, young Umberto. Go, go, young Umberto. Go, go, young Umberto. I need more Umberto. Yeah. So what's your fix for Seth Rollins, man? I don't know. But it, it felt kind of like a heel thing for him to do to challenge Umberto. Um... But he did it in a weirdly honorable way and then shook his <laughs> hand afterwards. Yeah. But I don't feel like they have the audience anymore. So really, this sounds too black and white, too binary. But my fix for Seth Rollins is just to turn him heel. I was going to say the exact same thing. And I think it's we might be seeing it happening because they're losing the crowd. He's doing dumb stuff to kind of lose his mind. Like maybe this is, you know, not to pardon my pun, but maybe this is all a slow burn of him just no. sort of turning bad over a few weeks. And if it is, then it's almost excusable that he's come off so unlikable and hard to connect with. And it's just like something he can really lean into. Like you guys have been booing me. You've been, you know, making fun of me. 
well, online saying the things I'm doing aren't becoming of a champion, questioning my actions. Well, they could they could do the I'm exact the guy that same. broke up the shield. Let's not forget <laughs> yeah. who, who we are. They they could do the exact same thing they did with Bailey. So, you know what? Give it a year and a half, and we might be where we need to be. Maybe yeah. two years, three two years. years, three years. Yeah, I mean, we'll get there. But it's going to take it takes, a while. It takes him a while. Like he's both the architect and the guy that likes to burn things down. So he like you know he's in an endless loop where he he slowly builds buildings, <laughs> then torches them, and then has to do it all over again. He's slow. I think you know? they call that arson. Yeah, he's the architect and the arsonist. Yeah, I, I, I just, I think you're. Dio right. Madden referred to him as an arsonist, and they were like, "Whoa, whoa, Dio, he's not an arsonist." Let's, uh, let's us repeat, he's not an arsonist. Well, Welcome to WWE Raw. Seth Rollins is not an arsonist. No I mean, arsonists here. I mean, no pyros, is. no arsonists. We'll be back on WWE Raw where no one's an arsonist. But I mean, but I mean, he is. Anyways, no, I, I think you're exactly right. Like they. It can't take too long because they're losing the crowd. And and I hate, absolutely despise CM Punk chants. But he was getting them during his promo before he went over and talked to Humberto. And uh, if that's not a clear-cut clear sign that your top babyface needs a rejig, I, I mean, I don't know what else needs to slap you in the face. The whole thing about this week, too, was they were promoting that Seth Rollins was going to address um, address yeah. his reasoning to burning down. He didn't. Thing. He was just like, well, sometimes you got to do stuff you don't want to do as a champ. <laughs> the fiend makes you so do burn things. it down, baby. Like, yeah. That's all he said. <laughs> just like, sometimes you got to burn stuff because yeah. I'm an arsonist. I don't know. I just want you guys to know I'm a pyro and an arsonist. Maybe there is a character swap or change or something at uh crown jewel but it's got to happen sooner rather than later it it has to well the street profits look like stars so i guess they're on raw now they're not oh they're officially on raw yeah they they actually uh (laughs) they had a farewell angelo dawkins bid his farewell to the nxt universe yeah that's in that that was interesting i don't they really built up as they were just going to be you know kind of promo stars and then I think once they were drafted, we were supposed to believe that they were just officially there. For sure, for sure. It. But it was like a week after they announced being NXT forever yeah. and ever. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hold your peace. Smoke takes a while for delivery, I guess. They were just sort of waiting. <laughs> They're like, where is the smoke? Well, waiting on the smoke. If it's too far away, it does dissipate. So Yeah, but the, yeah, the OC brought the smoke and then out came the the street province no red cups i was hoping to see solo cups but maybe wwe's like we can't promote like party drinking which is like montez has his cup though his bejeweled cup Well, his bejeweled cups i mean that could be anything right like that could be a chalice they can sell that that's easy red solo cup is very um polarized as college party type beverage but that's their gimmick that's the thing it was the thing at nxt yeah i don't know what's wrong with that so much either right like I mean, we use... It's cheap. It's real cheap merch. We use solo cups at our kids' like christening, so... Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. We got fucking shit-faced at, our, at the christening, <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Please, Father, don't. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. These guys could be over uh, real quick. 
I think once we saw Montez Ford holding an adorable baby at the end of Raw, <laughs> yeah, and his charisma just flying out of our TV screens and uh, attacking our eyeballs, I think we can see that he is destined for big things. You know, uh, no disrespect to Angelo Dawkins, he's also a very good part of this tag team. But there's always that one guy, yeah, that you can see in the solo run. And uh, it's it's Ford for sure. Like he's got the, people compare him to. I, I've heard it on other podcasts. I was listening to Mass Man Show, and um, Shoemaker was talking about how people keep saying like he could be the Rock. Like this guy is that charismatic, and he really is. Like yeah. if he were allowed to just say whatever he wanted, he talks naturally. He talks in a way that I think kids and people it's can like, really relate to. Yeah. Um. And it's just. I don't know. It's it's refreshing to have a guy now that they can finally wrestle and something can come of it. It it's really exciting that they aren't are, excuse me that they are on Raw. Easy for me to say, <laughs> and well, uh, that we get to see them kind of week in week out actually work some real storylines because he's he's very likable. They're very funny, and I'm excited for the Street Profits. They're entertaining as hell, and and you're definitely right. Dawkins kind of takes the backseat, but it. Thankfully, he is the big man of the group, right? So he's a, he's not super fancy. He can do a lot of things. I always I've always thought of Ford as like being the the main rapper in a group, but also right. his own hype man because he's just so good <laughs> on the mic. Yeah. It like, it's like he's both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like Little John and the other guys that rap for yeah, Little John, exactly <laughs> at the same time. And then I'm Dawkins is of- just like security. <laughs> you couldn't think of a reference of a Little John song, could you? You lame ass. <laughs> I couldn't. It's true. Yeah, you. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know of any Little John songs, but anyway, the most yeah. the most Little John I know is from Chappelle's show. So, so he's both Little John and Usher, basically. Montez Ford. <laughs> All right, cool. Both. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> he's he's singing and he's swagging and he's funny and hyping everybody up and he's crooning. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like we it. want the smoke. He's the best. And Dawkins he's is really Charlie funny. Murphy. That's it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Dawkins is like. Pretty funny in the he stuff is? that he does too. Like the way he's like into Nikki Cross and he, I don't know. He's got the more chill, laid back thing, and uh, it works. They they work they're together. They're both really good. It's there's no other way to put it. Is they're both and in just ring, really they're, good. They're solid too. Like Montez is his frog splash, and uh, he's got this like kind of lanky, tall, wiry thing going on. Um, what a kid! But say he is these tall, days? but he's not. He's not tiny, right? Like he's. Yeah. he's He's pretty long, so I think I don't know. As kids these days say, he's got the ups. Is that what it is? Because he can he can jump really high and sure frog splashes. Yeah. I don't. Why would I know what kids say these days? Because you're into like I don't. Know, I, yeah, I almost said you're hip. into kids. Like you gotta be careful with that. <laughs> no. Whoa, whoa, hey, yell, yikes. Yeah. Hey, why are those cops behind? Anyways. Oh. Uh. <laughs> That took a turn. That's my bad. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's, work, let's let's move on to something less, you know. Uh, Kevin Owens was their third man, kind of. That was weird. Yeah, it's like the it timing was, like, was odd. They were teeing it all up for like a six man tag, and then AJ was just on the outside, and it was a normal tag, and then Kevin Owens showed up to help at the very end, and it kind of felt like a bit of a blomp blomp for KO. It's true, and I don't. Like, I was trying to find something positive to say here about this. And, I mean, KO's great. He got a good reaction. But, I mean, we've seen AJ and KO not that long ago. So, yeah, we'll see, I guess. I don't know. We'll just, let's just focus on the positive. 
of Montez Ford and the cute little baby. Yeah. And Raw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what we'll do. I'm okay with that. Uh, Raw also featured uh, Kane Velasquez's first in-ring phys- physicality. Yeah. Which I mean, seemed like it was fitting to have been actually worked on that baby because <laughs> he wasn't hurting a fly. It what? was. Uh, how it did, was something else. How did his punches and attack on Brock look so freaking good? And then against Shelton, it was just like, what? Well, um, this guy's like fake punching. I I don't I don't know, but we've seen it before with you know even boxers and stuff like Tyson Fury's pull apart brawl. Those yeah. those worked punches with the local talent. Uh, they were pulled pretty far back. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm really like, hoping I, when these guys are really like trained weapons, I think they're very much afraid to really well, lay in fake punches because they yeah. could seriously hurt somebody. And, <laughs> could um, you imagine Kane just flipping a switch and accidentally just knocking Shelton out, just out yeah. cold? <laughs> like, I could. That's the scary thing. Yeah. Um, and he could do it. It's easily. all muscle memory, right? Like yeah. if you just turn around and all of a sudden chuck an elbow without thinking about it, somebody could go down like a sack of potato. Yeah. Um, Shelton Benjamin was su- surprisingly good. He was awesome. Yeah. What a well-kept secret. Well, I mean, I, I guess they took the shifty eyes thing away from him, and now all of a sudden he's great. I- <laughs> but, like, he's never been strong on the microphone. That's never been something he's known for. No. But he comes out here, and he's bully Benjamin. It was good. He's angry. And they talk about the fact that he's been friends with Brock Lesnar, that they room together at university. Like, all this stuff that we could have been using for months now, and he could have been coming out and, and defending brock or wrestling in his place when people are mad at brock and he's not there and they finally do it and it made a lot of sense and he was great in this segment so there's a positive to take away from there agree um it definitely took a bit of the shine off of kane velasquez in my opinion like i don't know if it, yeah anybody's that match, really that excited to see the match now i mean the match has to be i don't know how it could be great but it has to be great to so to here's the thing going. he was getting rave reviews in triple a for the stuff he was doing. Yep. But they didn't show any of that off. So we I haven't think it, seen any of it. Nothing. It could be a nice surprise when he starts throwing out, you know, Uricanranas and all kinds of arm drags and real wrestling when all we've seen from him is some really unconvincing worked body punches. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and, and maybe that's exactly what they're trying to do here. But it sucks that it's going to happen on Crown Jewel. And I'm not going to watch it. I'm just no. not. No, that's fine. He's going to be here for... A long time. Yep. So, dig his entrance. I like that they finally gave him an entrance, and I actually really enjoyed the song. All right. I don't really recall what it was like. I was sort of watching, yeah, half-heartedly. Um, <laughs> no, I was at work at the time. But uh, the other big crown jewel program is uh, the Tyson Fury Braun Strowman stuff. We saw Braun sort of blindside him at the Performance Center. I thought that was not too bad. Here's here's Still my issue with it. Yet, what if? If you're going to have a guy who's, I don't know, what is he, 6'9", 350 pounds, Braun Strowman, yeah, huh. run into another guy who's 6'9", 270 pounds, yeah, huh. and he shoulder tackles him, the injury should not be an ankle. <laughs> he held his that was the stupidest thing right? I've ever seen in my life. At first, well, I was like, oh, this is cool. The way down. No, no, no. It was so dumb. Grab your shoulder especially since you're a boxer and your power is your strength work the arm this why are you going oh i was so angry i i was so upset it might have been tyson fury's decision to grab his leg or something stupid and uh he's sort of family guy he just went down Ah, Uh, ah, (laughs) ah, my knee ah my ankle oh Oh, my god. god 
I was so angry. I was <laughs> I was livid. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. That would have been funny if they did that. Five minutes later, go back to the performance center, just ah. <laughs> <Still down. laughs> see, I can um, see AEW doing that, and everyone would love it. Here's here's what I think. <laughs> I think maybe he made the decision to grab his leg because it'll like act like you're really injured. He's like, okay, well, I'll I'll just like grab my foot or something, and then they're trying to limit his physicality. They're like, we're, we're not going to have you take another bump from Braun right now. Yeah. So we're just going to go with what we got. And that works. Where's, and, uh, they got, you know, where's Tyson Fury from? He's an Irish traveler, Irish traveler. So I just, some may say a gypsy. I don't know. He went down like a soccer player. He did. He, did. he took he a did. shoulder bump, went down, grabbed his ankle, rolled around for a bit. And then he, he was calls fine. himself the gypsy King, Matty. Yeah. That's, uh, I know. I just, it was dumb. And he's like a real life Brad Pitt from uh, Snatch, <laughs> but much bigger. He's like one of the guys that would have taken out Tommy the Tit. I feel like they were really trying like to build trailer. up to these two very big matches, and both of them just feel like they flattened out for me. Yeah. I mean, it's not for us, right? It's for a king with a bunch of money. Yeah, that's true. It's for a bag. Of money, <laughs> true. Anyways, how about uh, how about Rusev? Eh, that guy is a uh, oh, fucking a eh, bud. How about fucking Ruru? Eh, fucking Rusev? Eh, that guy just knows his restaurants, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this place is in Cleveland. That's why they've probably never gone there. <laughs> what? But why? She's so mad that he <laughs> never took her to this restaurant with weird shiny leather booths. That Very was probably classy. just like the VIP lounge in 100%, the arena. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It was backstage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and did you notice that the tables, when he finally showed up and like flipped over the tables, they were just like folded cheap tables yeah. with yeah. white cloths on them? I'm like, this place really has had some serious budget cuts recently. And uh, Rusev should be ashamed of himself because they're just trying to stimulate the economy of this dying business. You know what I love and is extremely what? believable is that Rusev got... 30 sec 20 seconds of an attack in and magically the police were there at this off-site <laughs> restaurant well the the guy was, was already concerned convenient? holy moses the manager was already concerned that's, that you know he what? Had heard right. that lana's husband was coming so i guess he had them on standby so i love here's that the question if that's the lashley's case, just like you know don't worry about it i'm fine i'm not worried about him showing up and then like 20 minutes later the <laughs> restaurant's being trashed and this guy's just like you Get fucking asshole Get him out of here. I told you to leave because I didn't want this to happen, you jerks. (laughs) Poor bastard. Oh, God. I mean, if the the restaurant owner had the cops on standby and ready for him, why didn't they just stop him at the fucking door? (laughs) This is the dumbest story, and it's not being handled well Uh, at all in any sense. Someday I will get my hands on Bob Lashley. (laughs) Robert Lashley. Yeah, Bob Rude, Bob Lashley. That's his new thing now. Rusev just calls people Bob. Got it. Bob Gable. (laughs) Shorty Bob. Uh, The Bailey Bob. Okay. (laughs) That one actually makes sense. (laughs) It does. Anyways. I miss Rusev. He should be on the show sometime. Um, He just was, wasn't he? It's true. He kind of was. But I miss having guests on the show, you know? I used to have guests. They would show. AJ would call in and... There's Taker not, would make an appearance. There's definitely, I like, I can't help you with that. 
I'm not the sure, booking you, agent. Well, you got to book. You got to call them. You know. You used to call and. Shh, okay, I'll, I'll start making some calls this week and see what we can put together. <laughs> uh, sounds like you two are calling it in the ring. Yeah, it's true. We are. It's true. Well, it sucked. Okay, the Lana, Lana Lashley stuff. I don't even think this can't culminate at Crown Jewel anyways because they probably can't show any of the package that they've nope. worked up. None of this stuff with nope. Lana and everything. It's been a little can't go. salacious, as Jerry uh, Lawler referred to it as. Mm-hmm. I did like Rusev calling people out for the chance, the what chance? What? Yeah, those chance. Yeah, I mean, he's like, "Come on, he's a Hall of Famer, stop it." I feel like they're they're doing that more and more often. It's it's a it's a sucky chant. It is. It's something people have been talking about, it and it really does great suck. Great at the time, it's not cool anymore. It's just annoying now. Agreed. It interrupts the flow of the show. I don't. I'm not one of those guys that has a problem with the wave because I just think it's like. Oh, I hate the wave. I don't know. People are just having fun. I know a lot of people do. I don't care. You're stupid. But the what chance they bother me. It just irks me. It gets deep down into my soul. And I get mad. Um. Anyway, speaking of salaciousness, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Ric Flair styling and profiling on Raw. His they promos. S- they gotta stop putting these guys on TV. I I thought Rick was great. No. Nah. I thought Rick was awesome in this. He's gonna die in the ring. Well, he can't he handle well, this he stuff, was man. very worked up it's true he can't handle this stuff and like he's he literally i i love the guy love him don't want to take anything away from him but he just he shouldn't be doing this stuff anymore he is literally like an old he's he's literally an old man out there who doesn't know what he's doing and he's just kind of doing whatever he wants so okay look i i get the health concerns that makes sense to me but i gotta say I thought Ric Flair was awesome on this show. Ugh. I thought he was a lot of fun, man. He's just cutting real promos. I I just really like the um, tearing up the Cleveland town, talking about like how Drew Mac. He basically did all his catchphrases with Drew McIntyre. <laughs> yeah, I, saying he's like a ladies' man and everything. I like the sideline reporter. I thought that was pretty cool as a new Yeah, and it was thing. funny that he didn't remember what city they were in. Like yeah. it's just like these guys tour all the time. He's just like, "Where the hell are we? Cleveland, whatever." Like, <laughs> didn't he say like four good. different cities and none of them were Cleveland? It was I think awesome. He said Kansas City at one point. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know, like I kind of thought whatever he was just like, "Ask your girlfriend. I used to know your mother." Like, well, okay, like, you know what? That was good. Damn, that Rick. that was good. He I thought he was moments. pretty on point, man. He felt sharp just, to me on this show. I don't know. I just, I don't, I I don't know. I just don't like seeing these guys out there as much anymore. I'm sure he was like one, you know, poor thought away from saying something really horrendous on microphone. Yeah. But um, yeah, he didn't. And he did a good job of, of firmly establishing the fact that like they're the heel team. They're going to make fun of Cleveland. I'm going to cut with, cut up the crowd and, uh, and got over Drew McIntyre and, uh, it was great, but as good as Rick's promos were, uh, Rick O'Shea's promos are not good. Nope. And I'm sick of the whole superhero thing. Maddie, did you know that superheroes are real or that they aren't real or maybe they're going to be real? Is is Ricochet proving to you that superheroes are real? And is that something you care about, or is that something that sounds like something another human being no. would say to another human being? No, <laughs> he's he's not like. Uh, I I'm with you. I'm ricochet. Maybe superheroes are real guys. Like every time Dio Madden or somebody would say that on commentary, I was just like, why am I watching this? How old am I? I would hate for these guys to see like actual gymnasts do their job because (laughs) then they might actually believe in superheroes and magic. (laughs) Be like, Oh my God, look at that backhand spring. 
Superheroes are real. That's it. They're real. Like they're real. So what, what's what's the famous American Simone Biles Beals or whatever? I apologize yeah, to whatever. all our American listeners. She threw out the first pitch of the World Series the other day and did like a standing backflip triple salt thingy in jeans. And we're supposed <laughs> to believe that Ricochet is a superhero because he jumps off from like 10 feet in the air and does. Uh, I'm, I like Ricochet. He's good. I'm starting to get over some of this stuff a little bit. It's annoying. It's too much. It, it's too much. And maybe it's the announcers boosting it too much, but oof. Oof. Well, it's WWE to the uh, to the max. It's them finding something corny to go with and market to kids, and they're just saying it Literally over and over and over Literally just drilling it into our friggin' brains week like, after week. I don't know if I can take another time where Ricochet gets on mic and just like very unconvincedly says, it's time for me to go out and prove to you that superheroes are real and then them hit his music and have him go out and do a few flips i'm just gonna be like god can like we establish this man as a human being if he starts like, can flying he, can he have motivations can he talk about the championship and his life and his road to get there and like just say that i'm a wrestler and i want the gold and uh, that you have a problem with your opponent and stop talking about fucking superheroes yeah if he starts controlling people with his mind cool i'm in <laughs> but i just I have to say, I just don't believe that that's going to happen. If they go supernatural, then you're good. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that sucks. But anyway, all being told, I thought that Ricochet and, and McIntyre had a really good solid match, match to start rough. <laughs> that's it the was problem, nice. right? Like, it was nice. He is so good in the ring, and so is McIntyre. So uh, the whole, like, before the match, I was just like, oh, my God. Like that was the thought in my head. Like I have three hours of this crap to watch now, and this is anyways. And the, it turned out to be a really good match. It but, was good, but whatever. Um, and then of course on SmackDown, we've been talking about it the whole show. But the biggest story of the week was Chad Shorty Gable officially shortening his name to Shorty G. Sure. And the internet exploding afterwards. I like it. It sucks. It's great. It's a good it's- character. Okay, look, he's found a bit of confidence in this role, but this objectively sucks. No. This name is terrible. It's perfect. Shorty G. It's so good. It's, it's better than Shorty right Gable. I, I, yeah, I guess. It's like, <laughs> it sounds like a rap name. At least they didn't just call him Chad. Like, they didn't just shorten his name to Chad. He sounds like the, the Chad would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Chad. At five foot eight inches. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> Look, here's my take. Weighing 39 pounds. They <laughs> just start working his weight. <laughs> here's my take on this. That Simone can do flips, pal, but how tall is she? It's It's been... Jason Jordan isn't coming back. American Alpha was terrible and should... I mean, maybe they should or shouldn't have been called up, but it, it was an absolute garbage call up and they did nothing with it. So thankfully, two and a half, three years later, they're finally changing Gable's character a little bit and at least it's something. It's inspirational because there's a lot of short people out there, I guess. And Shorty Gable was a stupid friggin' name. Shorty G, at least he can be cool now. I I guess, but he's not like that cool of a guy. No, he feels he's like not. <laughs> he feels like the third member of Too Cool. Oh, yeah. in two thousand, like yeah. he would have been, you know, Grandmaster Sexy Scotty Too Hottie and Shorty G. <laughs> like that would have just worked, and he would have had to go like full. You know, hip hop style with the dumb baggy pants and the, yeah. the big bright yellow glasses. 
But like he's not going to go that far with it. So until it be, it's like it's, they're trying to treat it seriously and make him a legit badass wrestler with the name Shorty G when Chad Gable was great if they had just given him I don't know like a, a time to shine and do his thing. It's working in a way because they're giving him something and he gets to try to make it work. So it's something. It's, it's the only it works in the sense it literally that it's is something. something. That's and that's it. And he's in But it sucks. He's a mid-card guy. It is what it is. I He should have won King of the Ring. He should have. I I mean King yes. Corbin is whatever. I like King Corbin, but if they if wanted anything, to actually do something with this guy, King of the Ring was the way to do it. Like he should have won the tournament and if anything, you could have gotten more heat from King Corbin just coming out claiming he cheated and dressing like a king anyway. And then yeah. people have been like, he didn't even win the friggin' tournament. He's calling himself <laughs> King Corbin. Like, that's just funnier to me. But instead, they were just like, no, goddammit, Pelly's got to win. He's got to be a guy who wears a crown. Yeah, it is it's good it is. shit. It's good shit. Sometimes you can't, you, there's just, you can't like everything. So just kind of move on from it and like what is good about smackdown right yeah which is i'm looking for your help here what's good about SmackDown? <laughs> i don't know honestly it feels like smackdown's <laughs> lost a lot of steam already you got roman and brian on top which is kind of cool i guess but it just felt like a little lackluster that uh main event tag with shinsuke and who the hell was the fourth guy i don't even remember was Sami Zayn in that match or he's not even wrestling anymore <laughs> he's, he's just a guy who pops around he's outside, on the outside and says stuff um, Nikki Cross advanced to face Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Title. That was yeah, all I right, like I guess. That's cool. That's cool. That works. I guess her Bailey and Alexa cuts the just life aren't... sucks, and then you die. Yeah, promo, that was good. So I like that. But, she's also super emo now. But I guess, I guess, like Nikki and Alexa are just not a tag team anymore. Yeah, I guess not. I don't know. Which, which is fine. But you know, when they got drafted and then traded, they got drafted together, I believe, or did, were they drafted individually? I think they were drafted. Individually. I think they were drafted separately, and then they were tra- traded together. Together, which <laughs> yeah. is stupid. Yeah, that shouldn't even be possible. And why wouldn't you just? They wasted a pick because they could have just drafted them together. Yes, really, the whole strategy. Like people could have drafted superstars together with the intent of breaking them up and have separate, like multiple bodies. Anyway, whatever. Let's move on to just two tweets. I gotta get out of here. The following segment was paid for by the ADCs of wrestling. Hey yo, this is just two tweets. Two, two, two tweets. All right, two tweet me, bro. Let's do this. Hey, DJ on demand has a pretty uh, poignant tweet here. He says American Alpha is the saddest call-up story in NXT history. That's true. You just mentioned them, and well, they could have been a, a pretty big part of today's tag scene but i guess with jason jordan not even around and <laughs> well, then having you know having been torn apart before their time they were drafted high and they were drafted as the best up-and-coming tag team in wrestling yeah they did nothing with them no they did not justin mouton says everyone loves aew i like it but i don't see how they proclaim it to be so much better than wwe I think it's because AEW is new, so we haven't seen it all from them yet. I'm sure if WWE had some of their characters, everyone would crap all over it. Thoughts? Yeah, so I I think AEW is new, but here's the thing, is that it's already very different and very entertaining. Is it better right now if I had to choose between shows to watch? I'm watching Dynamite because it's just better right now. 
That being it's, said, yeah. his point at the end there is if WWE had some of their characters, Luchasaurus. It, that's exactly what I was thinking. There's no way it would work. There's no way. So, it also wouldn't be done as well. No, it just wouldn't. There's a pro- like Luchasaurus would have been like the Funkasaurus or something, <laughs> yeah. but it, it just wouldn't be something that was as over, and it would be treated like a like No Way Jose or something, like exactly. kind of a kids act that was just a house show thing. And now maybe that's an issue with creative, though, right? But, it is. But at the same totally time, is. there are it's characters. A bad idea from dumb creative and all that is gone. <laughs> but there are characters that just would not work on on WWE. And you know what? One of the top guys, Sammy Guevara, no way he would. He's Humberto right now. There's sure, no yeah. way he would work or, on WWE. So, but those. that's why the like the shows and the companies are just so different. And it, that's okay. It's, that's okay. <laughs> I'm a big Luchasaurus guy. Yeah, no, good for you, Steve. I like it—the green mask and the and the stuff. It's not a mask. It's a dinosaur. He's actually what? a dinosaur. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Steve. He's actually a dinosaur. What? You telling me that thing's a real dinosaur? Yes. Well, it's a boy and his dinosaur, so he's he's really a dinosaur. Haven't you seen his Twitter? He's always talking about people making fun of his ancestors and all kinds of stuff. It's uh, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> um, the bad boy, Steve O. Or uh, Steve Oe Janella, if you will, says, I'm just curious if you guys are won over yet by Janella. This guy is uh, breaking that, oh, he's just a hardcore guy barrier, and he's proving that he is just as talented in technical wrestling. Who are you guys really la- uh, latching on to as favorites from the AEW roster? Um, yeah, Janella's pretty great. Um, I mean, we already knew Moxley, but he's... He's killing it right now. Yeah. I'm definitely excited to see more from Sammy Guevara since he's joined the inner circle and they've sort of made him, you know, this cocky heel. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I want to see more Santana Ortiz. I was ju- I've seen those them are the guys. LAX, yeah. But they're, uh, they're really exciting to me and I want to see them thrive in this new environment. That's exactly so. who I was going to say is who I'm most excited to see kind of growth from because we haven't seen anything from them yet. Um, but I think we know what they can do, and they could actually be pretty exciting once once the tag tournament's over. We'll see what, what's yeah. going to happen. But Justin Mouton again says, last night's Lucha Bros versus uh, Private Party wasn't as good as the fans are reacting. It seemed like a choreographed dance compared to looking like a struggle. Look up at any uh, look up at other TV, and Ripley and Belair are making uh, them look more real. Am I just becoming an old school wrestling guy? <laughs> so this is why I, I think put we this all in kind here. of are. And yeah, <laughs> um, I I gave him two tweets because this was the one other guy who kind of agreed with my thoughts on this match. <laughs> no, I could see it. I could see it. I've been very critical of you know spot fests before, but um, you know AEW went to Flip Recruiter and they got their indie guys. <laughs> There's the callback. Yep. If you get that, good for you and thank you, uh, Elliot Nicodemi, <laughs> Big L sixty nine. Nice. I don't know if we've ever had a tweet from you before. Uh, says, they started with the best match, which was weird. A lot seems rushed. Uh, private party have yet to get a clean win with their finisher on anyone. Is it silly to say that the wrestling is too good for free TV? The pay-per-view is going to have some lofty expectations, if you ask me. So, I, I get what you're saying, because if you go too hard on TV, then there's nothing left for pay-per-view. It's the same, you know... It's the same thought process of, of like when you're doing a pay-per-view. If they start busting out tables and chairs in the first match, there's nowhere for them to go in the rest of the card. And I totally understand. Yep. But uh, Elliot here th- says that they started with the best match, which was that match. So obviously they're catering to different audiences. 
Some people love all this stuff. Um, me, I would like to see it limited to like one match on a card. And I feel like we saw a lot of the same kind of antics in that private uh, uh, best friends match. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of high flying throughout the whole show. And it, it does get a little grating, right? Like it starts to lose its its punch. Yes. But, well, here's where I'll contradict myself a little bit because I, I definitely feel the way I feel about the match. But when comparing to pay-per-view, like the, the, these are the first four shows and you've got to get these guys over and get people talking about these characters and these teams. So there is a reason to kind of go this hard this early. If they continue to do it, then maybe you just don't see these types of teams on pay-per-views and that's why. Because they're just going to do this type of stuff on Dynamite because we'll never really see them on pay-per-views. So it's hard to say. I get it. Good point. Uh, Our boy, Joe, says uh, at All Out Heal Joe, he says, um, two in a row, you guys are good judgment of characters. What is likely to happen first? Rusev actually gets a real push or he, Lashley, and Lana shoot a scene for Brazzers similar to the (laughs) WWE 2K20 ones running around the web. Hashtag easy shot. Wow. I f- uh, <laughs> feel like we should leave this one alone, but I... <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm going to touch this one. <laughs> a Rusev yeah. definitely doesn't get a push. I mean, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not, yeah. I don't think... Uh, have you seen some of those WW2K20 glitches, by the way, as gamers? They're not great. Not that, great. Uh, that game is all kinds of a mess. Yeah, they, they need to pull that one back real quick. Speaking of all kinds of a mess, moving on. <laughs> oh, no. That other guy's Twitter handle was 69. <laughs> Jesus, Steve. <laughs> Gingy at Gingy Senpai. This is this is a toilet episode. Um, it says, since you live with Steve. Oh, crap. Well, read it. Uh, can you ask him why he keeps doing moonsaults even <laughs> though he's never performed one in his career? What a stupid idiot. Whoa, Gingy. You're a stupid idiot, all right? I'll do a moonsault if I goddamn feel like it. And that's the bottom line. Because moonsault and Steve Austin says so. I'm going to go brush my blonde hair and do some moonsaults. You do not have you blonde hair anymore. Yeah, you you shaved your head years and years ago. Well, I'm still blonde in my mind. All right. <laughs> I think we're going to get out. We're going to escape this without him doing a moonsault. Let's move on. Uh, the bad boy, Steve-O, again says, side note, I need a really good Scott Hall story in my life. Sometime soon. <laughs> I think he's getting at something. Hey, yo. Oh, oh there God. he is. He's here. Hey, it's the medium-sized man, Scott Hall. And I'm here for a story for you. It's going to mess you up, Chico. Okay? Last night, I was at the WWE 2K20 release party. Oh, shit. Okay, right? yeah. And I was oozing machismo. Obviously. And we saw all these glitches. Oh, right? yeah. And this one guy, he, like, came up to me. And he was like, yo, Scott. Yep. These guys are trying to rip me off. You should go and tell them what to do. Oh so I went up to one of the 2K devs and me and Big Nash, brother. We talked to him yeah. and I was like, your games are usually just too sweet. Mm. But survey says. Oh, here we go. Nice try on this one. Better luck next time, Chico. You guys Damn it. are all right in my book. Come on. I really thought that was going to go One somewhere. One of these times, gonna fight or something. he's going to flip the script on us. But 
Yo, the story's not done. Oh, all right? okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Bring it. you know, we're like, we're, we're the outsiders, yeah. right? I was like, let's take this outside. Oh, oh, shit. Okay. And we can get yeah. a selfie. No, God. Jeez. Uh, Come on. <laughs> One of these days, I need a good story from the road from Scott. Like something, you know, Come salacious. On. We've used the word a few times. I need something good, something, something hot. Scott kills me every time. That story was pretty hot, brother. No, you know he's got stories. You know they're in there. Hey, yo. What? I'll see you guys like some other time. Oh, Christ! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you know what? We'll see you some other time, and it's gonna be next week. Okay, next week. We'll hopefully actually record on Thursday next week. But uh, hey, we're here. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends. Leave us a favorable review. Tweet us at ADCs of Wrestling if you want to be a part of just two tweets and make me do silly stuff like a puppet, <laughs> like talk like Scott Hall. Uh, you are the, the internet's puppet. Just two <laughs> tweets. He is at Matt the Markiest. I am at Andrew David Cox. And we will see you next week. Ball game, Matty. Peace. Peace. Ball game. Go, go, go.